37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Avast, friends, and welcome to 37 Disney Street. This week, we're setting sail in search of treasure as we review classic number 42, 2002's Treasure Planet. I'm starting to see my life flash before my eyes. At least I think it's my life. I'm Chris Fletcher. You two are a ludicrous parcel of driveling galoots. I'm Lucy Rain. <laughs> That's Flatula for Hello, Children! I was really looking forward to that one. When he said, I'm going to do the farty one, <laughs> I thought, how is this going to oh, go? I'm Hugh Rain, by the way. Didn't say my name, did I? No. You did. You just said it in flatula. Now, I'm feeling like everything's a little bit bright at my side at the moment because we've just been doing the YouTube live DLP show uh, where I have to have the lights up. Um, I still come across as pink on the camera, but it just uh, it just helps me a little bit. But right now, I feel like I need to... Uh, turn the kitchen down a little bit um, and make it feel a bit more moody so that I'm uh, enjoying things a bit better. So I'm going to do that. How do you turn oh, yeah. the kitchen down? Hive. But of course now it. I look a bit grainy on the video. Are you going to do, video, it, do but... it without standing up? I've done it. I, I thought you say, did it with Hive. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was telling us that he was getting up, you know, and you know, we had to fill. Oh no. But no, I've used him. my phone. I've done it, it's done. Forget about it. That is fancy. It's like it's the year 2020. It's weird how you've I got know. a hive in your half of the house and we don't. Yeah, I know, well, the, I mean, the you thing is... You could, we could have chipped in, you know, you could have told no, them. We don't even have central the, the prob- heating on our side of the house. So the, the issue was that I got it done um, whilst Kirklees was in lockdown and Wakefield wasn't, so the hive engineer was able to come to my side of the house, <laughs> but he couldn't have entered your side of the right. house, unfortunately. I see. Just one of those things, um, but I'll, I'll get him to sort it out when everything opens up again. Okay. Yeah. So, Treasure yeah. Planet today. It is. Treasure Planet. This is the first one, maybe since the War Years, that I haven't seen. Now she doesn't I've mean never seen it like either. from when she was in the War Years. She means the War Year films that we recently reviewed. Mm. She's thirty-eight. I got that. <laughs> She's thirty-eight. Yeah. Um, yes. Um. There might be some more coming up that I haven't seen. I'd never seen it. Chris, you had, but only two weeks ago. Only two weeks ago, yeah. Very, very recently. None of us have have seen it, really. No. And there's a good reason why I hadn't seen it, being a massive Disney fan and having access to loads of Disney movies if I want them, isn't that I just wasn't interested. So that's me going in. I think think a lot of people... um, draw a comparison with this and Atlantis there's something of a similarity in them that I kind of bunched those two together mm. yeah me too me so, too so uh, it's kind of a forgotten one yeah I bunch them together as well and uh, I feel I, I think I, I can't even explain what, what it is that I feel about this film mm. um, or felt about this film going into it it's just this whole era um, apart from obviously my full marks um, Lilo and Stitch last last week. This whole era for me is just a bit bizarre and, and forgotten. So it's not that I necessarily didn't want to watch it or um, was avoiding it. I just I didn't really care. Can I tell you something else you might have forgotten, Chris? Circa What's that? 1992. Um, yeah. A young me and a slightly oh, less yeah. young you yeah. performed together in we a... Did. In a play of Treasure Island. I hadn't forgotten it. I had, I, even though I always know that you were in it, because you were Trelawney, weren't you? Weren't you? I thought I was Dr. Livingston. Oh, were you Livingston? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, you were. Okay, yes. But, I mean, I'll be honest, it's that distant. I might have been. I think I was Dr. Livingston, and you were and Ben I think Gunn, you're right, actually. And your I was brother ben Gunn, was I... Long John Silver. My brother I, was Long John Silver. I presumed she was. Dr. Uh, Livingston. I presume. <laughs> oh, yes, I presume. Yeah. I, know I had I to sing a song about say, cheese. Yes, you did. It was excellent. 
Oh, do you remember the song? Mountain steep and ocean deep. We will keep up each other's morale. <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. Speaking of morale, there was, a, there was a moment in one of the rehearsals for that. And I think we've talked about this on the show before, uh, where we were all singing. And Brian Pearson, who was the, uh, the musical director for it, was sat behind this piano. And it might have been that song, I don't know. And he was playing and everyone was singing along. And he stopped and he stood up and he went, your turn deaf, your turn deaf, your turn deaf, your turn deaf. You lot sit down, the rest of you are okay. Oh yeah, I hope he didn't say I was turned deaf. I don't remember him doing that. No, me you too. and me and Cy were pretty much the only ones still stood up, I think. Oh good, that's good to know. Wow. Um, I, do, I do know I had to say the words, have a care to someone. Have a, have a care, Hawkins. But I didn't know what it meant. And if you think I'll have been about 11, I think. Yeah. Have a care. It's not a thing you say, is it? No, it's not so, at all. Like, no. So I think care. we've gathered then from this that uh, Treasure Planet is a retelling of Treasure Island. You didn't just randomly tell that weird story for, for no reason. Uh, do you know what, Chris? Right. When we came to watch this, we went on Disney+. Plus. Bonnie had been watching it in the morning, and she does. And we're like, right, let's get Disney+. Plus. Uh, well, it was already cranked up. Mm-hmm. Let's get Treasure Planet on. So I typed in T-R-E-A, nothing. Got all the way to the end. I put the whole thing in, nothing. Because like sometimes it's a bit it's a bit hit and miss, is that search function. It's, it's not the best search function, So I thought, I'm going to put it? the whole thing in, and it wasn't there. And I said, yeah. it's not on. I th- said, uh, uh-oh, what are we going to do? And then I realised we were in Bonnie's account. Kids um, don't so like I, it. So I thought, I'll check it on my account. And what well, sorry, profile and uh, it, it says six plus on it as a recommendation, so that's why it's not uh, on the kids' one. I think Atlantis wasn't either, though. I have a feeling it wasn't. There's been a, a couple of late of, of films that I've wanted to watch, or the boys have wanted to watch, and they've had to go into my account to be able to watch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. bizarre. Yeah, the, the, the Muppets thing, you know, the one with the Muppets with the full stop at the end. Yeah, that's not on the kids' one either. Well, it's not, no, no, it's not inappropriate, is it? It must just be a, a serving suggestion. It's like yeah. little is probably won't like it, kind of thing. But this, yeah, this, yeah, this definitely feels like something that we had to get through. Um, now, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I give it as much of, as uh, of my attention as I, you know, I felt necessary. But mm-hmm. I was fixing my dad's phone for about an hour of it, so I wasn't like <laughs> immersed in it. But I think I've seen enough of it, and I don't want to be immersed in it from what I saw. Well, there was. Kind of a point of me bringing up the us two being in a junior show about it. In that, I know the story of Treasure Planet because I was in it. Um, I've seen the Muppets retelling. I've seen other retellings, various things, and I don't think it's as good a story as people think it is. I mean, young lad get goes on a boat with some pirates to get some treasure is a good story, but the actual story of the double cross and the triple cross and the actual and the this and then the do that and the find this guy. It, I find it very bitty, very awkward, very laborious. As a lot of books of that age were. It's based on the 1883 novel by Robert Louis <laughs> Stevenson. Well, uh, we just got into facts. We did. Have we you just got to play a jingle first. He's not, whoa, then. I've got whoa, whoa, He's whoa, not whoa, played a jingle whoa. or anything. Yeah. I'm going to put the jingle here. It's okay. time to... <laughs> Now you have to. Now Lucy said okay. The second, well, a split oh, right. second after you said here, so you're gonna have to really get in there with your cursor to, okay. to edit that in. No, it's, it's all right. No, we're gonna do it again. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say I'm gonna put the jingle here, and then you don't. You just need to pause for a second, then you can just start talking. Don't worry about the rest of it. Okay. So I'm gonna put. The, oh, hang on. Right, I'm gonna put the jingle in here. I do it's feel like we're filling the time because we don't have much to say about this film. I'm gonna put the jingle in here. It's time to get a little to learn some Disney stuff. Dig a little no, we ain't dug this far enough. Dig down deep into the facts, we'll find out what we need. Lucy will school us, guaranteed. Open up the windows, let in the light. Children. This was a 2002... Perfect. Uh, November the 27th release. So we are very, very close to being this film's anniversary. Are we? Are we? Are we? What are we? It's five days away? Yeah. Five days away from this being 
actual anniversary. Woo, happy birthday. I'm sure there'll be a celebration and a, a Disney tweet about it. And as yeah. I have already said, it's based on the Not. 1883 Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island. It was the first Walt Disney animated classic to be simultaneously released in IMAX. Um, and it's the second time it's been retold this way after the Italian miniseries creatively entitled Treasure Island, Treasure Island in, in, in Space. space. <laughs> Treasure Island in Space! Yeah. Um, it had a budget of $140 million and it was it is the most expensive traditionally animated film ever made. Now, it was a very expensive film, but I just have to point out that I thought, oh, that's interesting, reading this on Wikipedia. So I clicked the highlighted words. In actual fact, it's the last, chronologically, of the list of traditionally animated films. And then it goes into CG animated films. And obviously, it's going to be more expensive than Snow White, 101 Dalmatians, you know, because it's the most recent. It was a very expensive film. But to say the most ever is a bit misleading, really. Um, so I don't know why I added it in, but I did. <laughs> it was direct, written, directed, well, directed and conceived of by Clements and Musker, who were the team behind The Little Mermaid. They had pitched wow. this three times before it get put, put into production, or three and a half, as I'm about to tell you. The first time was at the same time that they pitched Little Mermaid in 1985. When Eisner, um, they pitched both films, and Eisner went with Little Mermaid. Well done, Eisner. Could you imagine, Good though, choice. if it had got picked, it would have been around the same sort of time as Oliver and Company. Yeah. And actually, in the style of film and what had gone before that as well, it probably would have fitted a lot better with that era. It would, but it wouldn't have kicked off the Renaissance, and then God knows, no. because Disney was in dire straits at the time, wasn't it? Well, that all they ever asked them to, uh, to do the music for a film? Hmm? Dire Straits. Disney had never asked Dire Straits to do music before. <laughs> that would be good. Hang on. Um, were you saying it was the last tra- that 2D one? Traditionally, Traditionally animated. Traditionally animated. Okay, okay, okay. Not, so I think that's a term that takes some licence. I, I honestly, <laughs> I would consider this a CG film. But, you know, but, Traditionally no, but we've got, animated. We've got Brother Bear and um, Home on the Range to come. No, well, yes, I did acknowledge that this was a list of the most expensive animated films ever made and they had two lists they had traditional animated and computer generated and um, I think there was 15 and this was the most recent of them Brother Mm. Bear just won't have been that expensive that's all okay yeah Um, so it was uh, pitched three times in 1985 it was pitched again in 1989 and that time they went with Aladdin and put Musker and Clements on Aladdin. And then again, um, 1995-ish, um, they pitched it. And Jeffrey Katzenberg, Jeffrey Kay, said quite simply, do you know what? It just doesn't interest me. And so Clements and Musker... He doesn't get had... much right. He didn't get much right, but he got that right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right, Jeffrey Kay. Um, so Clements and Musker had a bit of... Uh, a hasty fit and a meltdown and threatened to take it to another studio and they went to Roy E. Disney and Roy E. Disney intervened and insisted that this film get made so he overrode the rest of the management team to insist mm-hmm. and then he renegotiated their contract to another seven years to make sure that they would remain at Disney until this film was completed because he valued Clements and Musker wow. I'll be honest they should have stayed under the sea uh, we'll get to that. So, production began in 2000, uh, following five years of story writing and um, production design. And 1,027 people were credited on this film. That was the most to date. This included 400 artists and computer graphic artists, 150 musicians, and 200 technologists. Um, Ooh. Clemens, That's a catch-all job title, isn't it? Technologist. I thought you were. Oh, you're a learning <laughs> I, technologist. I, I'm a learning technologist. Learning it's a little bit more uh, 
specific. It's like, you know that episode of Friends where they all try and guess what Trembler does for a living? Transponster. Transponster. Um, Clements wanted to make this a warm version of space and he wanted the camera to move like Spielberg. And does it move? I... I need yeah. to put that in because it's something I want to say later. He's, he's got a bit of a limp. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was put in space. Oh, this is the bit that upsets me. It was put in space to make the story as exciting for kids now as it was for kids then. Yeah, because people that like pirates, whoa, no, we don't want pirates. And, yeah. and, Can you uh, imagine it's like a... Like five films made about pirates. Pirates? Not, <laughs> you just wouldn't want it, would you? Ask here. 2002 must have been just about the time that Pirates of the Caribbean came out. Because I remember going to see it when I was at university. And I graduated It wasn't a question, it was a statement. But yeah, I think you're probably right. It probably is around that Well, no, I wanted someone to check it. While <laughs> I'm I'm How are you doing? Sorry, I'm, I'm really facetious sometimes. I apologise. It's all right. I, I, there's, I'm attracted to pedants. I don't mean attracted, Chris, it, you, but you know what I mean. I, I, I seem do. to make friends with pedants because our brains think the same way. Anyway. 2003. Um, they wanted to aim for a 70-30 split between traditional style and sci-fi. Traditional meaning 1885 pirates and sci-fi meaning... With just a little bit of sci-fi, just a little, little bit of sci-fi. sci-fi, and they aim for that in all things, including the music. That's the direction that they gave to James Newton Howard for the music, the concept <laughs> art, the character design, the costume design, and so on. James Newton Howard, Joseph Gordon, Joseph, Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitz, and um, Hyde Pierce, David, David Hyde, Hyde Pierce. Pierce. Mm. All the all the triple names. They're mm. all there. They're all there. Is, is that all the facts? <laughs> That's all the facts. Right. Well, actually, before I say this, let's go through the story with the kids. We just watched Treasure Planet. It was about a boy who went with some weird creatures on an adventure to a planet called Treasure Planet. On a flying ship. So, this guy named Jim Hawkins wants to go to this planet called Treasure Planet. He makes a hoverboard and then he tries to fly up there on it, but he falls down and, like, these police robots catch him and then they take him to where, like, I think it's his mum works. And then this pirate captain comes in and makes sure they get this ball before the, like, evil pirate captain comes. Because that ball is the map to Treasure Planet. And you don't know that till you watch all the... Get to the end of the film, but it's actually a teleporter. So when you put it where, it, where there's, like, this round thing, you can, like teleport so Jim Hawkins wants to go and then like this doctor who like went to the place where I think it's his mum works then they go to this place where there's like this massive like pirate ship and it flies and then they aborted they showed the captain the map they kept it safe but on the way there they came across a black hole and Jim, Haw- Jim Hawkins tried everybody up but there was this like mean guy and he snicked at the end they had a big party because they rebuilt a building that the boy's mother owned and they had a big party and the ship followed him and then they went back to where they started and they all lived happily ever after there we are (laughs) my favourite bit was when this weird jelly thing was taking away the boy's shoe. My favourite bit was at the start, there was like this book that he opened and it was like you're watching a movie. It was really cool. My favourite character is the farty guy. (laughs) My favourite character was Jim Hawkins. The pink thing reminded me of Flubber. Because it was all jelly-ish and it can turn into stuff. I would give it a four out of five. I liked it. I'd give it three out of five.
Now, a few things in that. Uh, Lucas um, <laughs> went through the plot for six minutes, but I found a encyclopedic way of, knowledge. I found a way of condensing the whole thing down to two and a half minutes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll see how. And also. I, I, I think I've used this before, but I finally got to use my uh, multi-instrumental backing track of uh, What Shall We Do With A Drunken Sailor? And uh, <laughs> what's the um, uh, melodica? I used a melodica and evangelele. So it's time to discuss how the story goes. I know it can't be worse than Oliver and Coke. Anyway... Um, <laughs> I know why this got made. And it's not a big revelation. Oh, please share. It's when you're going to... In a pitching meeting, if someone says, guys, 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 Treasure Island, but in space! <laughs> Just on paper, that sounds... It's, it's easy for like an executive to grasp hold of that idea and they go, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's Treasure Island, which is a classic, but they've modernised it. Of course we're going to make that. I know it took three times, but they're going to make it eventually. Um, and how, oh, how dull it was. Right, I this just, is... I feel like this discussion was had, though, like, what, ten years before that, where they went, guys, 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 Treasure Island, but the Muppets! Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I remember being disappointed at that because the Christmas Carol was, it's just an absolute masterpiece. We're going to review mm-hmm. that as one, as one of our Christmas films. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert masterpiece um, <laughs> depends which version you play to be honest then I heard they were doing yeah. Treasure Island and I thought this is brilliant what they're going to do they're going to do a series of classic books and they're going to adapt them what a brilliant thing because that was so good and it was so disappointing but as I believe I said before we started the facts is I discovered at the age of 11 whenever it was me and Chris did it it's not as good a story as you think yeah I, I like the story. I like the story of Treasure Island. Yeah. I actually personally think I, I was thoroughly disappointed by the Muppets Treasure Island. However, I think that is because of how good the other one was. Now, if I'd watched the Muppets Wizard of Oz first, I would have thought that Muppets Treasure Island was the most wonderful film in, featuring the Muppets ever made. Uh, but it, it does stand up. I've watched it since and it's all right. Apart from Kevin Bishop, who's just awful, it's not a bad film. Um, but I, I quite like the story. I like, I really like John Silver as a character. I think that's that's what I like about it. Mm. I, I like his character. I like his story arc. Uh, I like the fact that he's got this real nurturing um, mentality towards Jim. Um, that he he's willing to to cast aside to get what he wants, but then he realizes actually he's not willing to cast it aside, and that. Jim is more in, that, that that relationship is important to him. They've I, really, I like that. They've developed that a lot more in this version than any other version. They I have think. in this, yeah. They've really gone for that relationship. But I, I like that he, he you kind of you're all instantly taken in in other versions of the film, not in this one. In other versions of the film, you're instantly taken in with with the romance of the whole idea of it all. Mm. But in this film, because it's in space. There's no romance. It isn't mm. there. It's not a romantic um, classic tale. It's uh, some guy with floppy hair um, and an irritating mother, mm. um, and and, it, and and too many irritating characters to to point out. I it, think. Well, it starts right. You've got the kid, the young, the young Jim reading uh, a holographic pirate story, you know, mm. and then it cuts to him cloud surfing a few years later, and it's. It's exciting. No, I don't think that and was the young Jim. Was that the young Jim? Yeah, it is young Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought okay. it was going to be a bit Princess Bride at first. I thought, ooh. Who did you ooh, think it was? Is Peter Falk going to come in and read it to him? I thought that they were they were making the whole thing like this was someone reading the book. No, and because then they went mom, into no, the No, he's, he's credited as young Jim in there. Oh, right. and, his, and his mum comes in. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it directly cuts from the young one to the grown-up one. All right. Anyway, um, but yeah... And that's how it felt. It was like I was I was being told it was exciting by a, like mm-hmm. a bunch of middle aged men who'd made it. Isn't this exciting? And I was going, uh, no. yeah, <laughs> I, su- I suppose it's exciting, but I didn't really feel it. Now I just want to do two things. I want to say what I liked, what went wrong. I mean, first of all, what I was really saying with I don't think it's that good a story 
is the reason I've never watched it. Space yeah. doesn't interest me. The story doesn't interest me. I actually thought it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But I read a review and I was like, yeah, absolutely right. They said the biggest mistake Disney made was making him an adolescent instead of a child. And the whole success yeah. of the previous, of, of the book itself back in the day was um, the fact that you've got, you, I think he was meant to be 10, 11, was he? Mm. Quite a sort of vulnerable, formative age and making him an, an adolescent and quite a self-assured capable adolescent as well he basically entered the ship as an equal in many ways didn't he yeah Whereas- they took away what 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 gives every spielberg film it's um it's appeal didn't they by making they him did. a bit older they did yeah. and i thought you're yeah, absolutely right that's what was lacking and the other thing is they made a mistake putting it in space in my opinion disney could mm. have made in fact disney could now they would make a brilliant treasure island now did Disney have made a brilliant space? Treasure Island, though. That's the other thing. The classic film is good. It's yeah. a good film. Is that you like know, 70s been or something, or earlier than that? 56, I think, is it? Oh, is the it Disney that one? Early? I think so, yeah. There's an MGM one in the 30s. I think Disney's was there, was 50s. There's been another one in the 70s. There was... Uh, and then I think there was maybe another one in the 90s. And there's been a televised version, one with Eddie Izzard playing... John Silver mm. in the in the noughties at some point. Yeah, there's been a lot because it's one of those stories, isn't it? When, when he meets Long John Silver and he's got that robotic arm and it's doing all this fancy stuff, that was another moment where, again, I felt like I was supposed to be going, whoa, cool! Mm. But I wasn't. Mm. It, just, it was mm. just miss after miss, I thought. He was too busy. That, that him as a character, mm. the, the fact that he had all these—I mean, I get it—they're trying to bring a guy with a peg leg to a um, to a modern audience by mm. making him a cyborg. I, I understand the thought behind it, but it was just too busy. There was too much going on with him as a character. Again, pitching that so easy. You go, you've got Long John Silver, but instead of like having a peg leg, he's got his cool robotic arm. Like it makes and total it, sense in like to these executives going, Whoa, yeah, I'm sold, I'm sold, I'm sold. Well it didn't. And instead of down. a parrot <clears throat> instead of a parrot, you've got this thing that turns into anything. It could be anything. What do you want it to be? It could be that, it could be whatever you're thinking. It it's could be that. I thought that was a good I liked that as an addition. If you're going to make it into a fantasy world, that was quite nice. And he and he played a part in the story. I felt when they got to the planet... Again, I must keep coming back to... I actually thought this was better than I thought it was going to be. And I did enjoy watching it. But we're picking it apart here. When they got to Treasure Planet, it really turned into... Oh, now how can we get Ben Gunn in this? And right, okay, so he has to be a robot because he can't be that. And now what what role is he going to play in this? Because he can't do the cheese thing, so... What's he going to do? Oh, we'll have that. And then his, his brain's been taken out and we'll do... And it was so shoehorned into the original story. It just felt clunky. Now, I didn't feel that on the ship. I didn't feel that in the tavern at the beginning. That was fairly true. And any changes they did made worked. It all flowed because it worked. But the minute they got to the planet and the portal, the the weird portal that could pass through and the... Well, that was Stargate. It was Stargate, yeah. wasn't it? Which Atlantis was Stargate as well, so there we go. Yeah. Yeah, another bit of Stargate. It, it's interesting. Um, ben, Ben Gunn, Ben, B-E-N-N, was um, reminding me a lot of the Robin Williams character in the film Robots. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. But I, it just wasn't a very nice, very good character. And I get Ben Gunn's supposed to have, like, he's been stranded and he's basically lost his mind and he's and and so I guess the fact that he's literally lost his mind and everything it, it it's Sharp, easy to do mm-hmm. yeah possibly one of the worst things I've ever heard him do I didn't think it was a good performance I didn't think the dialogue was well written it was just messy well this is what I was really going to messy. say if I heard that Martin Short was doing the voice for a Disney film I'd be like oh, oh good oh I like mm. Martin Short that'll be good and I didn't realise I was checking later it was him, but it, it wasn't a standout moment. Martin Short's a really, like... Um, he's just such an energetic performer. But then there's a couple of things where he's done voice performances and they've just been a bit flat. He did the Cat in the Hat, like, animated series. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's quite yeah, flat in that. And you just... I'm used to seeing him just going crazy. 
you know Williams esque Robin Williams esque style performances when yeah, he's yeah. you know in person like he's just he's amazing he just rattles you know he's uh, he can just talk for you know ten miles an hour um, mm. and yeah just flat. I thought there were a lot of poor um, voice performances personally. A lot a lot of it just didn't work for me well, in that respect. In my opinion, Emma Thompson can do no wrong in the world, but this is not one of her best moments. And I love Emma Thompson. You can't you can't play that character as as effectively a love interest for the other guy and her have a voice that makes her sound like she's so much older. It just automatically doesn't work. And and her her voice just doesn't fit with this kind of film, I don't think either. I think that's the problem for me. I just just didn't enjoy it at all. The char- that particular character design, I know that we'll probably come on to this in art and animation, but they're meant to be a ragtag bunch. And I know she was meant to be mm. the smart sailor, but wearing thigh high high heels it just it was far more Las Vegas than you know it's very confusing it was hmm uh yeah what else about story then nothing else from me like I say it's a very convoluted story at the best of times I think to make this a good kids film it needs simplifying um, compared to what it is with the back and forth and the map and all that jazz. And um, they really had to shoehorn some of it in. Yeah. Hmm. I think if you'd, if you'd looked, in all honesty, I know we talked about it briefly, but if you, as a as, as someone looking at this as a serious pitch, if you looked at Muppets Treasure Island and thought, oh, what we're looking at is this in space, sorry. Is it Muppet, the Muppet Treasure Island? Is that what it's called? Muppets, the Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure, Muppet Treasure Island. There you go. There we go. See, doesn't it help that that's called Muppet Treasure Island and Christmas Carol's called the Muppet Christmas Carol? Muppet Christmas Carol wouldn't make sense, so I don't think it wouldn't have worked. No. It should no, it should be the same, shouldn't it? They should be consistent. <laughs> What's the Wizard of Oz one called? But anyway, <laughs> if we. <laughs> If you look at that film and, and see that as your, your benchmark, because you're talking, like I say, 10 years later, it's already been pitched a couple of times and, and not been pitched again since that film was made. What is it? Go on. <laughs> it's a third option. It's The Muppets Wizard of Oz. <laughs> With an apostrophe. An apostrophe after the S, yeah. The Muppets. Yeah. Oh, the, well, at least they've got that Muppets right. Is. But the Muppets is Wizard of Oz. God, they, then, they're very inconsistent with that, aren't they? No wonder really people inconsistent. Um, why would you want to make it again was what I was trying to say because mm. it, I do quite enjoy the Muppet Treasure Island film but it is boring in parts it, it drags as a story Treasure Island drags yeah. and the bit in particular that drags is the same bit that you had said was problematic in this Lucy which is when they get to the island it mm. just drags it's like who cares it doesn't matter we've been on this great adventure and I just want to find the treasure and go home and, and I think that that's the problem. For, so for me, if anyone's ever pitching this, if you can't do something that's going to actually make it more exciting, which means you have to fundamentally do something with the story to make it more exciting, then why the hell bother? I've just so remembered something else they did as well. They did... They, they had Jim Hawkins tell Long John Silver that his dad had left, and then they had them being father and son-ish, which was great. Mm. But then, after you'd got that they did a good three-minute montage of him remembering his dad and looking up to Long John Silver, and I just don't know why. <laughs> do you remember the bit just, I mean? Yeah, yeah, they probably just needed a bit of time to fill. They were like, well, do you know what? We haven't we, we haven't yeah. got anything interesting to do, so should we just do this? They wanted yeah, something for the, the work experience kids to work on, didn't they? Yeah, but all that aside... Um, because Lucas really enjoyed it, I did find when I watched it two weeks ago with them that I quite enjoyed it. So when I looked at it a bit more um, objectively today, I, I changed my mind quite a bit. <laughs> there we are. Okay. Should we score it? Yeah, let's score it. Can I go first? Go on then. It could have been better. It wasn't awful, but I can see some really quick fixes. I'm going to give it a six. Boring. Four. Um, I like Treasure Island and I like space. But I don't like Treasure Island 
in, in space. space. Um, I quite like the the idea that Flint got about by travelling through portals, but again, it's very um, uh, Stargatey. So I don't know. Uh, I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to give it a five. That brings us on to animation. Look at the animation hue, the characterization hue, and don't forget the background and the style. Yeah, man. Right. Uh, I, this, whenever they had CG on, the camera didn't stop moving to the point where it was making me feel dizzy. And the fact mm-hmm. that the release is on IMAX, you have that feeling that on every single shot, the anima- animators were thinking, oh, this is going to look amazing on IMAX. But it just, you had swooping cameras constantly. Yeah, it was busy. Just just like I said about um, about Captain Hook, or what, not Captain Hook, <laughs> about Long John Silver, that whole thing with his animatronics and stuff, it was busy. The whole film was just busy the whole time. I think the uh, visual appearance of this film is the thing that's, like, held it back the most. Well, it probably, you know, that's, you know, it's probably going to be... 60% of uh, most isn't it just to look at you know is it appealing is it going to get you in the cinema because the story you don't find out until you you, you know you watch it there but I just think the way it looks uh, especially the intro it's so dirty it's so boring it's all browns and greys mm. and it's just it sucks <laughs> it sucks a life out of you to watch it you just don't want to Some... be there do you I don't care it's night time no. and ugh one of the things that that struck me the whole way through this journey that we've been on that we are on is how inconsistent from one film to the next they seem to be because we we were looking at I know, I know you didn't think this Lucy but absolute perfection in what they did with with Lilo and Stitch mm. it was just brilliant brilliant animation mm. and and I guess they're trying to push the boundaries and stuff, but because they've got multiple projects going on and it's different people involved, there's no consistency. So there are certain things that are doing well. The, the you know the lines and stuff have been a lot better for a number of films now. And but but like the character animation, I hate the robots. I just hate them. Like everything to do with robotics in this film, I just do not like. And and that's apparently thirty percent of this film, because seventy percent of it's old world, isn't it? But mm. I, yeah. And Jim Hawkins' hair is so of its time, isn't it? Oh yeah. They kind of, you know, they, they made it all like a, a shape. You look like you could mould him out of play-doh. Undercut. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Under, undercut. I tell you Floppy what, though. Fringe. That pulling up to the spaceport. That's brilliant. Yeah. It looks like a crescent moon, and then you get closer, mm. and it keeps going, and you keep getting closer, and then you fly through it, and it's one continuous shot. That is really good. That was really good, yeah. I I did like that a lot. There, there was there were a few nice bits in it, but I don't know. I don't know. I actually think with the CG, there was there was a lot of really really good shots where I was going oh, that that actually that looks good. That looks good. Like when they're um, they're, they're supposed to be they, they go out in the lifeboat and they're supposed to be kind of speed boating, but they do it through a, a comet, which Hmm. defies science by the way but that that just looked gorgeous the the big um sail ship coming towards the camera and past it fabulous the space part hmm. like you said fabulous some amazing amazing visuals but couple the 2d was skilled but the character design let it down i can't remember when i said this before but whenever you've got an alien race oh it was lilo and stitch whenever you've got an alien you're dealing with aliens, but every single alien is of a different species. It irritates me. You know, mm. it's like, oh, we've got a crab guy who's friends with a, you know... Blob. A, a blob, yeah. <laughs> that just irritates me. And they, do, they didn't yeah. seem to gel. <laughs> Sounds like some of our groups of friends. Cap- <laughs> <laughs> Captain Amelia, that- in particular, didn't gel style-wise with anybody else on the crew. Mm. 
So when it comes to space, you're not you're not for diversity. I'm not for. Di- <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a racial puritan when it comes to space. Apparently, they were um, they were fusing the hand drawn stuff with CGI, and and I was I was reading earlier that they when they were looking at at um, Long John Silver and his whatever you call it his arm, they took shots of of hook from Peter Pan they took sections of hook from Peter Pan and put that in place of his hook to see how they could make it all work and all come together which I thought was quite interesting so they are trying to do something a bit different that they haven't done before um, but mm-hmm. which I, I'm just I, I don't know I'm just saying they do keep moving forward with stuff but beyond this where are we going <laughs> well we know don't we what? all this 2D stuff is going to disappear what? and we're heading into CG and mm. what <sighs> is it with um Every male character since Prince Eric has sort of dramatically run his fingers through his hair or, like, <laughs> awkwardly put his his uh, his hand on the back of his neck like Aladdin does, you know, like, so his elbow's mm. up in the air. And there's a move, like, Jim does that in this and we sort of scoffed at it because it's like, it was so angsty. You know, he, he brushes his hair oh. back and it's like, oh, there's I... that Disney move that they always do. So, I so want to watch these films with you, you know. And we always watch them separately, but yeah. I, I, I would really love to watch these films with you. Yeah. We often scoff, don't we? Well, I'm not, I'm not a big scoffer, to be honest. You scoff, and I agree. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I, like Grand Scoff Tarkin. It's like <laughs> they've got a new toy with the CG, Very but good. In this, they've got IMAX and they've got CG animation and they, yeah. they finally got to grips with CG animation. And there's no mm. doubt that it was very, very impressive, some of what they did. But I feel like that overshadowed everything else. They've got a new toy. And, and it was too busy. It, it was too busy, as, as we've said. It was mm. just There was just so much going on at times, it hurt your eyes. It was like watching those Transformer films when they're transforming and it just, it just feels like someone's punching you in the eye repeatedly. Mm. We've seen those films. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just um, me? <laughs> I mean, I, no, I know what you mean. Just... Well, it's the fact that the camera was panning for every shot. Mm. Not, not just panning, zooming and panning and focus changing. Because they could. Shall we score it? Go on then. <laughs> I'll start. Um, I mean, it, it is perfectly competent. It's you know, it's it, it's accomplished in its in its way. But um, for me, it's just so boring to look at, and the gap between the CG and the hand drawn is a little too wide. I'm gonna give it a six. Um. I'm giving it a six as well. I wrote accomplished. I said I put it looks fine. It's accomplished. Mm. It's just not stylized enough for me. It's not. It's not for me. Six. I would disagree with the words boring to look at. I mean, you found it boring to look at, so I'm not disagreeing with you. But overall, because of the the level of interest with the CG and all that kind of thing. What it was was dirty to look at because of the colour mm-hmm. schemes, the blackness, there was no daylight. I've said this about something before, I think. I like daylight. Um, <laughs> but I was genuinely impressed with some sequences, so I couldn't give it a very low mark, so I have gone for a seven. Cool. I think it was Atlantis you said that for. Yeah, I like daylight. I, go back and look back. I think it might have been. Yeah, there we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to 37 Disney Street. Music. We are going to talk about the music. Rate the songs and score the incidental What music? <laughs> we didn't hear the hit song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose right. What you've got is you've got a score, which is all right. You know, um, it has its moments. It's perfectly dramatic and it has sort of themes of uh, you know 17th century pirates or 
whenever they in space they were. Um, <laughs> and then you've got two Goo Goo Doll style songs. Those songs were dire. It they're just very of the time, aren't they? John, that horrible kind of John Rzeznik. Yeah. Also, and I can't remember the lyrics, but I already said that sequence was the most punch you in the face with with what they're trying to say montage mm. ever. And I seem to remember the lyrics went along with that. Things I learn from you because you're like my dad. Or whatever. It just reminds me of, of like any time Nickelback come back out of retirement and sing a song. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It just feels any like that. Any time they do that. Like, please, just... <laughs> Just, I'm not going to go watch this film because you're singing a song in it. I've just no, I'm not interested. Mm. Um, you're right about the score; it's fine. I mean, he's definitely learned a lot since Dinosaur, um, and it's. But it's I just, will say mm. this though: we have watched Home Alone one yesterday and Home Alone two today, and John Williams is doing the score for what is basically a family comedy movie and it's fantastic mm. can yeah. you imagine letting John Williams loose on Treasure Island in space can you imagine what he would do with that the theme tune he would have got for that mm. and you yeah, didn't get that good. here did you no what you got here was when I look in your eyes it's like <laughs> my dad's here again yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Interesting, uh, you should mention Home Alone too, because uh, last night I was getting messages from um, uh, a couple of people I know who were taking the mick out of me with clips from Home Alone 2 when one of the guys gets electrocuted because I nearly killed myself yesterday. Yes. We oh, were- <laughs> come on, tell this anecdote, Chris. This we read about this. that. We, I was wallpapering the hall um, and I got... I, I, put the pace down for the next bit and I said to Laura I've got to cut around the alarm box now um, so I could just do with a hand holding everything while I'm doing it and so you could pass me things she said that's absolutely fine I hate that box why don't we take it down and I said well I think it's connected I'm not sure let's have a look so I unscrewed it and opened it up and uh, the main wires from the doorbell weren't connected so I thought I said oh it looks like it's not connected it's just fastened into the wall um, and Laura said, well, just cut it off then. Let's just take it down, handed me a pair of scissors. And I said, well, I'm not certain that it's not connected. And she said, well, if you don't do it, I will. So I took the scissors, yes, scissors, and <laughs> cut through the live and the neutral. Um, but I'd already cut through the earth wire, and the earth wire flew onto the wall and went zap. And uh, with that zap, um, the lights went out. Because apparently our door, our doorbell is wired to our downstairs lighting circuit. <laughs> <laughs> which is good to know. So then we thought that the the circuit board had blown its fuse and uh, I spent the next hour or so trying to work out what was going on and realised that what I'd actually done was cut a parallel, uh, uh, cut, cut a circuit, actually cut it out, which is why the lighting wasn't working. So I had to go and get some bin- bits and fasten it all back together. But I've done it myself. I never got electrocuted. I nearly got electrocuted. I'm still alive and uh, everything's good. Oh, Chris, that was very gung-ho of you. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one to shirk from responsibilities and, and possible killings. Yeah, why not? Who <laughs> needs registers electricians when you've got a pair of exactly. scissors? Should we score the music then? Have you got anything else to say about it? I have nothing else to say. Chris, you go first. I'm going to give it a four. I've got nothing else to say about it. I thought it was poor. I am poor also four. giving it a four. I also thought it was poor. Uh, <laughs> what did I give it? I give it a six. Can't remember why, but uh, that's what I wrote at the time. <laughs> very good this is going to be a low scoring one isn't it it is I've got the score now right it wasn't that bad I would watch it again you know right Lucas uh, loved it our lowest scoring film so far has been Oliver and Co with 37 Dinosaur <laughs> was 51 Black Cauldron and Ichabod and uh, Mr Toad is 53 uh, Aristocats actually we, we only scored 58 we've got nothing in mm-hmm. the 40s as far as I can see here Toy Story 56 where do you think this falls um, I'm going to say it falls somewhere around Toy Story 4 that's 56 what do you think Lucy so, mm, I'd say it's somewhere in the 40s Chris you're very close it's 55 one below oh. one below Toy Story 4 oh no well I take it back and I give it a couple more points to knock it up above Toy Story 4 the thing is <laughs> um, I think this might be better than the sum of its parts when you have a Disney podcast and you ask to talk about the story, which is questionable, and the animation, which is questionable, and the music, which is questionable, these are the 
scores you come up with, but actually, my overall experience, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It was all right. I do think it's a boy film. But I, I think a score of 55 is all right. It, I would yeah. say all right is the right score for it. You what about IMDb in that? I was going to say... Because we forgot last week, didn't we? delivered what they are famous for and gave us 7.2. However, unusually, Rotten Tomatoes agreed with them and the audience gave it 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, which Uh is very admirable for Rotten Tomatoes Mm. because that can be a brutal score sometimes. The critics, not too far behind, was 79. So actually, it's not... It's not a panned film. It's certainly not a lauded film, but it's not a panned film at that um, rate. I will just say it was a colossal flop for Disney. That is exactly what I was just going to ask you. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was released the same weekend, which was Thanksgiving weekend, the same weekend as Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Die Another Day and Santa Claus 2. Um, and it came forth behind those and on its opening weekend it only grossed 12 million Um, now Mm. for this kind of film they would want a clear release they'd want to get every single person who was going to the cinema that weekend to go and see that and they'd want to be getting 100 million the first weekend so it was a really really poor show there and worldwide by the end of its run it had only totaled 109.5 million Remember, it cost $140 million. So that's quite a flop by Disney standards. And that's the oh first time dear. that's happened in quite a long time. I found another film that it's tying with. Oh, what? The Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, no, the Star Wars Holiday Special is a lot better than that. Well, Lucy brought that down. Mm. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's look. I'm sure, where, where, when was that? Last Christmas. I can't wait to... To watch that again in the next couple of weeks. So that was all this on my list. Right, uh, I, I, I didn't write down who scored what, but the scores for story were seven, four, and six. Uh, you were a seven, probably. I was a six. Visual effects three, five, and seven. Uh, somebody gave the music a two. Oh, I wonder who that could have been. I gave it an eight. The music in the Star Wars. And what was the other score? Sorry? Five. What was, other, what was the other music score? A five? So it wasn't yeah, I think I would have been middle of Two, five, and an eight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it feels... It's been haughty about that, even from a distance. <laughs> a distance of a year. He's still annoyed. Uh, now, what about the cry factor? <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. He really loves it. I don't know why they just can't be together. <laughs> Hugh's cry factor. Well, I got all the way to the end and I was like, so one, which is basically nothing. You get one just by turning up. Um, but then, you know, he looks out the window at the end. Mm. Does the very beginnings of the stirrings. So uh, I'm going to give it two teardrops. Very generous. <laughs> I guess so. But you know what? I'm the kind of guy you like, even though I've not been giving it my full attention, really, let's be honest, you know, I, I can I can walk into a, an episode of The X Factor and catch the back end of somebody's journey and be like, oh. <laughs> you know, if some music's playing, it's, it's getting me. So when the music was playing, the guitar comes in and he's looking out the window at the clouds and I was like, oh, that's, that's a nice image. But that was it, really. I, I walked in and caught the end of Nativity yesterday when the boys were uh, watching it and, uh, and it got me straight away. And, uh, have you seen that? There's a few, isn't there? Nativity? There are there are quite a few of them, but the first one, the first nativity film. I can't remember which one we've well, seen. It's quite good. Mm. Yeah, there we are. Um, did anybody tweet and stuff, Hugh? Oh yes, they did. Today, let me uh, get the correct account up. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you. Oh, you got it. Go on. Go. Uh, go. Well, Mark Anthony Chester, Chester zero three zero three. If you want his Twitter handle. Uh, oh no. That's uh, regarding the other show. He says, cool soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> well, that's that's in response to um, <laughs> well, Andrew. I think you find we all agreed with that. I was going to say, we've got it this far <laughs> into the podcast, Mark. You'll see we're not entirely on your side. Andrew Palmer, <laughs> Mr. AJ Palmer. Uh, he says he's always avoided it. Doesn't feel like a Disney movie. Took 10 years to make and a massive flop. At that point, Mark Chester said, cool soundtrack, though. 
I believe that's all we've got mm. on there. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. Oh, um, everybody else loves it too. Andrew, Andrew Palmer said he was looking forward to uh, my description of the three types of animation. We didn't really get into into it too much today, did we? We didn't get in the weeds with it. We just skimmed over it and said, mm, it's not very We good. weren't bothered. I think uh, that's it, we weren't bothered. Andrew also said he was looking forward to Lucy's uh, full breakdown of the production history. It, I think we got enough. Some guy's got in a room with a computer. <laughs> Jeffy Katzenberg made the uh, the best decision of his career and it was overturned. Oh, I'm being mean. <laughs> I liked it, I liked it. What's next Shut then? Up. Is it Brother well, Bear well, or is it? No, because we're coming up to Christmas now. It's oh. interesting you should ask that, Lucy. So, um, we have two films to do over Christmas. We're going to do the Star Wars, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, I believe. Is that right? And we're going to do... How are we doing that? The Muppet... Well, we talked about it. We don't have to. We could do something if, different. If, we're going to do the Muppet Christmas Carol. That feels like a late entry light. I'm sure there was something else we had. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. And I don't know then if we're not doing that. Well, we can do it. I don't mind. Part of me says I don't really want to do that, yeah, if I'm, I'm honest. I'm not sure there'll be... Um... I think it was my suggestion, but Bonnie watched it the other day, and as I walked through it, it just seemed a bit Maybe we could do... Maybe, like a maybe Lego we could film. do a couple... Ah, do you know what? What if we did... If, if we're doing a couple and we've not decided... I'm just I'm just spitballing here, guys. What if we did like... Do it, spit. What if we did that, and also we, we we all got some pics off Disney+, Plus, something Christmassy... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just some ideas. I don't know. In you know, yeah, that could work. In lieu of like another full Christmas one, there's plenty of Christmas ones we can do, but we might want to mix it up. We could a do bit. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Well, that we could, we could do Olaf's Frozen Adventure with the Star Wars Holiday Special and do a bit of a Disney Plus Christmas mix. Yes. And just, let's, you know, yeah, let's do. And, and we'll kind of maybe we won't do. We'll score them, but we won't maybe break it down as much as we'd normally do. We'll kind of. We'll just we'll just give them the, the thirty score. We'll maybe just do a quick summary, like like we did with the, um, with the package films a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, that could be yeah, good. We'll, we'll we'll mull that over and work out how that's going to work. In which case, for, for, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Send us some recommendations. Plus. You got some. In which case, should we do Muppet the Muppet Christmas Carol <laughs> yeah. in two weeks' time? <laughs> yes. So that we've got time to think about that. Um, and the next question for me, in which case, is we've decided we're doing Christmas presents and stuff. Do we want to do that in two weeks' time or do we want to do that after that? Well, I'm still waiting for one of yours to arrive. Okay, it's still two weeks away, though. Yeah. Uh, so we'll give it a week and well, see, see where we're at. So, yes, okay, we can discuss that at a later time. Yeah. Finally, a little bit of business. We just mentioned on our Disneyland Paris uh, YouTube show that a listener, Bob Sangwell, has a book called The Big Book of Disney Word Search Puzzles. And we have a copy of it to give away. And what we're asking you to do is send us, via whatever medium you can manage, um, your most embarrassing Disney story. If you send that through to us, you know, by email, um, mailbox at 37disneystreet.co.uk, Twitter at 37disneystreet, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, um, we're going to pull them all together. And on our DLP show on the 13th of uh, December, we're going to read through some of them and we're going to tell you which one is the winner is, and that person will get the book. Is that any Disney story? Because actually when we mentioned this on the DLP show, I, I for some reason I imagined it was something park related, but it... Are we talking? I think it's anything. any embarrassing Disney-related story, yeah. whatever you, whatever it is. I, anything I want like fisting mouth, cringeworthy stuff. I really want to. I want to fold up oh, inside yeah. myself and go, "Oh no!" That's what I want from you. No pressure. Absolutely agree. Don't have to be that no. bad, but that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for. Good, good. Then that's that's what we want. Then to do that, send it through to us, and on the thirteenth of December on our live DLP show, we'll talk about it all, um, and then we'll make sure that we put some kind of soundbite out as well with with uh, some of that information for those of you who don't make it to the DLP show. But that's where it will be announced at thirty seven Disney Street mailbox at thirty seven Disney Street uk Instagram at thirty seven Disney Street underscore. <laughs> at 37 Disney underscore street right okay and and just to mention the DLP show one more time Facebook <laughs> Facebook as well uh, oh yeah Facebook as well um, we've started doing the DLP show live on Facebook every Sunday evening at 
8.30-ish, depending on how on top of technical stuff I am. Um, so if you fancy joining us, come to our YouTube channel and uh, and come and check it out. We've had some really nice chat today and stuff, haven't we? It's been really good fun. It was fun. fun. In fact, it was so much yeah. fun that the DLP show ran over a little bit. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. We're enjoying so we the bants in the live chat, aren't we? Oh, guys, it was classic yeah. bants, yeah? Yeah, classic <laughs> bants. Well, seriously. Awesome. Um, have we got anything else to discuss? Any more business? No. I don't no. believe so, Chris, no. Except that it's okay. the final of our um, Patreon pub quiz next week. Well, uh, when we're oh, yes, see it is. <gasps> champion, Chris Arhew. And also, just, just on that matter, I have to apologise again to our patrons because I completely <laughs> forgot to put episode eight out last week. So this week, I might give you episode eight and nine just, just to uh, catch us up with things. Was that you remembering yes, just then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and actually, last time uh, we did this, and you went, oh, was that you yeah. remembering just then as well? Because I, I, I wondered, yes. like, oh, was, yes, that, was so, that him remembering? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You should have seen Yes, unfortunately. Business. Yeah. It's horror. <laughs> Take a screenshot. I'll just do the face again. <gasps> I can't reach. Oh, okay. Well, then you got to see it again, and nobody else will. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? Right. On that note, then, I guess we can... Uh, call an end to these proceedings and uh, we'll see you next time bye bye this show might be under an hour oh my word good night children 